Hey guys, welcome back to the show. We're excited to be be back and to have Brady Slack, the door-to-door tax expert, um, with us today. He he blew it blew it up today. The education that he provided today was was amazing. So, you know, a couple of things he took he took us through that I'm super excited for for you guys to hear is number one took us through the new bill um, that everyone's excited about that's currently in the Senate. Really went into detail on that. He read every single page, so he's he knows what's going on there. Um, so then he educates us on the solar tax credit. You know what's going on, how a rep, you know, needs to think about that. And then lastly, he goes through some effective um, tax strategies for door-to-door reps. So just a ton of good content. Excited to dive into it. So let's go. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. We're, dude, we're freaking pumped to have Brady on today. Um, I don't know, with everything going on, the new bill that just got proposed that has a ton of stuff in it. Brady is the one researching it in his car. I don't even know, dude. I, I shouldn't say that because safety reasons, but Brady is the expert already on this bill, tax-wise, everything. You guys wanted him on here, and here he is. Um, so yeah, dude, just Brady, let us know a little bit, a little bit about yourself for the audience that kind of doesn't know you. Let's hear your background, man. Yeah. Well, first off, thanks for having me on Austin. I appreciate it. Uh, and to highlight the safety point, uh, I wasn't driving, so we're okay. <laughs> okay. I was driving. Um, but no, I, for those maybe who don't know me, I'm Brady Slack. I'm the owner of High Country Finance. Uh, We are a full-service tax and accounting firm located here in Lehigh, Utah, but we work with uh, clients all over the country. Um, I've spoken at uh, a couple different sales conferences, Um, really all the the major ones. I I consult with a lot of different sales companies, excuse me, especially solar companies, um, as I've kind of become the industry expert when it comes to solar uh, tax credits, depreciation, things like that. and so, yeah, there's uh, kind of been some big waves that have been made in the last week or two uh, with uh, some agreements that have come about with the Inflation Reduction Act. So, yeah, I, I, I've done a little bit of research. I had a, a training last night. I'm doing another training tomorrow on it. So lots of people just kind of want to they want to know what's going on. So it's it's been fun. So we're, you're saying we're lucky to have you on today then. <laughs> no, no I, I'm the lucky one. I appreciate being being on. That's that's awesome, and yeah, you know, all for all those listening, like yeah, Brady, he, he he's gonna give us the tips, the high level overview of stuff. But you know, if you want a legit con- consultation, legit training, hit him up, have him come to your company. But you know, today he was generous enough. We're gonna go over some awesome tax stuff for all you guys and door to door solar everything. Um, so yeah, let's let's go into that, dude. The your safe driving um, <laughs> reading with the the new the new bill. I think it'd be great to get people educated on that. Just what are your initial insights on that? Um, I have a couple of thoughts. I have a couple of opinions, and then maybe a couple of facts about it because I think the facts and the opinions are very different. Um, so the the bigger thing that people need to understand right now too is that the bill is is still currently with the Senate. It's, um, so it's it's not a law. That is still very much a proposal. 
Um, as of yesterday, I was reading a couple different articles about a couple different senators that are still maybe not entirely on board with the bill. And people need to realize that, that the Senate is, is fairly evenly split. I mean, it is neck and neck um, when we talk about Republicans and Democrats. And without getting too political, um, the sway of one person could affect whether this becomes a law or it, it kind of stalemates, right? Um, I, I know that there is kind of a higher priority to pass this and vote on it. However, the due date that I saw was at the end of September. So there's still probably some time frame as to when that could be voted on, um, as there are some other measures that are being voted on in the Senate. But what, it, what this bill, what the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022 really is, in my opinion, is it's kind of a mix of parts of the Build Back Better bill that was presented and kind of stalemated in, in November of last year. And the Green New Deal, there are aspects of the Green New Deal, especially as it relates to the energy sector that, uh, that are corresponded in the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. Um, but the Inflation Reduction Act is those, it's it's a combination of those two, two bills with, with lipstick and a new dress. Like it's just kind of dressed up. There are some different uh, aspects to the Inflation Reduction Act that I think are really good, especially as it pertains to uh, additional funding for the IRS to increase their efficiency, which would be fantastic. I, there's a part, a part about auditing that I don't necessarily agree with, um, mm -hmm. only from the stance that they take to, to audit more, audit higher incomes. Um, I think there's a lot of just petty things that people do with their tax returns that they could audit and, and be pretty successful at, in my opinion. But but overall, I, I think there is some really good stuff in the Inflation Reduction Act. However, there is some uh, there, there are some things, especially as it relates to corporate tax rates, that I don't know that some people are, are in agreement with. So it'll be interesting to see over the course of the next couple of weeks, maybe even month or two, how, how that all transpires and what people end up doing with that. Dude, that's so funny. So, I mean, but without getting too political, why is it that now, I mean, it's probably just because we're in the solar industry too, but why is it that now before most people did not want the Build Back Better, the Green New Deal is, you know, it was like these bills that most people weren't agreeing with, like if you like capitalism. So why is it that now everyone's excited or is it just, like you said, it's just painted with lipstick now? I, I think, like I said before, I think a lot of it's just painted with lipstick. Um, and I think is the big push with the Inflation Reduction Act has been energy. Um, a lot of the articles that have come out about the Inflation Reduction Act have all been about energy, a revamp of the solar tax credit and how great that is, which it, it is. Um, but I think a lot of the other information that's, you know, there, there's a there's a big push in the Inflation Reduction Act for uh, affordable medicines, affordable prescriptions. And I think that's mm -hmm. really great because you see, in fact, you see guys like Mark Cuban, who created an entire new company just to produce affordable uh, prescriptions, you know, and I think yeah. our pharmaceutical companies have have overpriced and monopolized that sector. So I think there's some really good things in there. Um, I, and I think there's some bipartisan push for that. Again, I, I don't involve myself too much in the politics. I understand it pretty well. And I, I keep my tabs on it so that I feel like I'm an effective voter. But as it relates to maybe this Inflation Reduction Act compared to the Build Back Better bill or the Green New Deal, I think there is some bipartisan um, efforts within the Inflation Reduction Act that do make it a little bit different than the Build Back Better bill or the Green New Deal in their entireties. Okay, dude, that's 
perfectly put. I was just wondering that. Um, so yeah, in there, <clears throat> you, you just brought up the solar tax credit. I think that's was the biggest thing that's come out that the industry has loved. So, you know, take us through that. What's, what are your thoughts on that? <clears throat> I, I think it's really good. Um, so in the Build Back Better bill, there were a couple provisions that changed how uh, the credit was going to work and how people were going to be able to get money back. The timeframes were also a little bit different in the Build Back Better bill. And right now in the Inflation Reduction Act, they are proposing that the solar tax credit be reverted back to a 30% tax credit all the way through. So starting January 1 of 2022, so any people that have installed solar systems already this year would revert back to that 30% tax credit all the way through the end of 2032, you know, so for an additional nine, nine years, which I think is huge. Um, I, I have only seen verbiage that maintains the credit as a non-refundable tax credit, you know, based on the tax liability that a homeowner has um, or an individual has, whereas in the Build Back Better bill, there was verbiage that they wanted to make the credit a refundable tax credit, which wouldn't have mattered whether you owed taxes or not during the mm -hmm. year, you would have gotten the money back. There was also money that there, there was also verbiage in the Build Back Better bill that talked about uh, getting credits based on the amount of energy that your solar system produces, which would have increased the amount of savings that a solar system would have given an individual. Those, those kinds of verbiages have been taken out smartly, mm -hmm. smartly so. I, I think that was wisely done by, uh, by both sides of the aisle as far as how that would correlate with the amount of uh, money that our country might owe, you know, the national mm -hmm. debt. Um, so, or the deficit. So I, I think that was smart. Um, but right now, I, you know, until December 31 of 2032, you could be eligible for a 30% tax credit. During 2033, it would be a 26% tax credit and then a reduction down to 22% in 2034. Um, and I think that would be good for the industry. I think that would prolong the ability to claim a solar tax credit. And solar is such a gold rush right now. It's, it's fun to watch because there's so many people that are entering into the industry and making a great amount of money, but they're also doing a lot of good for the environment, in my opinion. So I, I think just the fact that this gold rush that's coming in, it would just kind of prolong um, and maybe more efficiently produce that energy or that gold rush for, for the industry. I think it would, I think it would be good. No, it's, dude, it's, I think it's great. You know, like you were saying, it's uh, helping the industry. And, you know, a question I have, you know, with that is it is helping the industry. I don't know if you see this or if it's better to ask a sales rep this, but you're, you're around sales guys all day. So, you know, um, you know, is there a big difference between, because it was going to be the 26%, is there a difference in a homeowner's mind to say, Oh, I get a 26% tax credit or 30% tax credit because everyone's just gone crazy over it. But in reality, it's just a little bit more. I know it's extending it another 10 years, but um, yeah. I, I think um, I think you have two aspects of this. One, I think he, I think the sales rep understands how important that is when they sell the product. Uh, because in a majority of markets, Solar doesn't make sense uh, without the tax credit. You're essentially yeah. trading one bill for the other. Besides the fact that a sales rep will say, "Well, now you're, you know, now you're owning your own solar rather than being a victim to the utility mm -hmm. company." You say, "Yeah, I mean that that's probably true, but it is kind of a wash, right?" Yeah. Without, you know, so the tax credit is very important. But then you have other markets. 
uh, take California, for example, where you could take away the tax credit and solar still makes sense, you know? Yeah. So, so from the sales reps perspective, I think they understand how important that could be from the homeowners perspective. I think you have individuals who maybe have been doing their research. They, they've kind of been looking into solar for some time and they understand that, okay, wait. So now instead of getting a 26% tax credit, this is a 30% tax credit, you know, 4% of $10,000 is still a good amount. It's still a good chunk of change. So, you know, why, why would I not go get solar now when my tax credit is a little bit higher. And then you have other homeowners who maybe have never really looked into solar. They don't really understand how that tax credit works, or they've never had a conversation with their advisor to understand, here are some things that you can be doing to reduce your tax liability. And so I think for those individuals, it doesn't, I, I you know, it might not make a big difference, but it's just because they didn't know or they weren't aware of it. No, yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah, I was just seeing what your thoughts are on that because I'm sure you deal with it all the time. Yeah. So, dude, that's perfect. Um, so with the, you know, we were just talking about homeowners, the tax credit. I think something that reps know if you trained them on it is, you know, how to sell the tax credit or how to educate on the tax credit. I know that's huge because yeah. we don't want, you know, a big thing that, I don't want is for the government to totally come and regulate the solar industry like sales. So, you know, I think it's good to educate reps. So just take us through a basic educational, you know, tip on how to how to teach the solar tax credit so that reps aren't, you know, mis miseducating the homeowners. Yeah, I, I think the easiest way for a rep to be educated on how the tax credit works. Uh, first and foremost, they need to be educated on how taxes work um, because most reps, they they go to the question, you know, they'll ask the question, well, did you get a refund or did you owe money last year? Mm -hmm. and, and this solar tax credit affects the amount of taxes far before we should ever have a conversation of whether you owed money or whether you got money back in a refund. Um, whether you got money back or whether you owed money is just dependent on how much you withheld during the year, but it doesn't actually take into effect the entire liability that is generated or calculated based on the total amount of taxable income that an individual has had during the year. Um, and so I think if, if I were selling solar, I would, I would ask for the tax return. I would say, can you go get your tax return so that I can give you an estimate as to how much of a tax credit you might be getting back? You know, and you can look at a specific line item on page two of their 2021 1040. At the very top, it says taxable income, and then it calculates the total amount of tax. I, I don't quote me on this, it's off the top of my head, but I think it's almost something like line 15 or line 16 that says the total amount of tax that would be due for an individual. You can look at that tax and you can say, okay, your total tax that was calculated during the year was $10,000. If you have a tax credit for $7,800 on a $30,000 system, then your tax will be reduced by that amount, not taking mm -hmm. into consideration any other credits that might affect the actual calculation for that, but just in, in layman's terms, right? That credit is going to reduce this total tax by $7,800. Now, if you withheld X, your refund is going to be higher because your tax has been reduced because of this credit. If you did not withhold anything or make any prepayments, then your tax refund is going to be lower or reduced or zero. You might just owe less 
because of the total amount of, of credit that you received that offset your tax. Um, and then you can get into the aspect of, okay, well, if you got a refund and you overwithheld, and if you overwithheld, you're just going to get back that tax credit in the refund because it's just going to give you back what you overwithheld. Mm -hmm. So that yeah. I'm, you know, and then from there you can, and then from there, you know, you can talk about what, what they can do with that money. You can either put it back into the solar loan to get a lower, uh, lower utility bill or a lower monthly payment once that loan amortizes or, you know, take that $7,800, use it as a down payment on a rental property and get a 14% cash on cash return or something like that. I'm just, you know, spitballing, but at that point, that's yeah. how I would take the conversation. One. So yeah, dude, that's, this is great stuff. Cause you know, I feel like sometimes, and this, this is just the whole industry, like no sure. one company's doing this, but you just throw your reps out, you know, they've kind of seen other closers do it, but they might run into a situation where with the homeowner and they're like, I just want to get the settle. So I'm just going to tell them the same thing I've probably told the rest of the homeowners. I'm not a tax yeah. professional. So actually ask your, ask your CPA. That's what I Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's all right. You, you're just covering your bases, dude. No worries. Sure. Um, but yeah, like they're just going in and just, Oh yeah. I think this is what I should say. You know, I want to know how many homeowners have gotten screwed on it. Basically a like, lot, you know, they're, and I don't think it's talked about enough. No, the, a, a lot. And I think, one, because again, like I said, the sales rep doesn't affect, like they don't effectively understand the tax credit and how the tax credit works. Um, they were never trained on the tax credit, um, which is fine. You know, a lot of those come, yeah, a lot of companies aren't, they don't do taxes for a living. They're not accountants. So, I mean, it makes sense, but on, on the flip side, you know, we, I, I work with several different groups um, who help consult homeowners who are going solar and help them maximize that deduction uh, along with a depreciation where applicable, which adds on additional tax savings. But we've, you know, over the last five years, we've estimated that really truthfully only about 75% or excuse me, 25 to maybe 30% of homeowners actually get out all of the tax savings of their solar system. So that, you know, up to upwards of 75% of individuals are leaving money on the table when they file their tax returns, even after they've gone solar, because they just, they, it was not explained to them correctly. And then it was not executed correctly on how they can get all of the tax benefits out of going solar. So what's the, what's the solution to that? You know, what's, I guess it's training, um, education, but, you know, like you said, you consult homeowners. I've, if it's, if, if it wasn't you that I saw doing this, if someone else and you need to do this, if you're not, but I saw someone, you know, partner with a solar company and that's like included in the solar that they consult them yeah. on tax season. So anyways, give me your thoughts on the solutions. Yeah. So I, we, we do that. We actually, we yeah. actually provide a service where we uh, do a, a 30 to 60 minute consultation with the homeowner after their solar has, most oftentimes after the solar has been installed and taken care of. Sorry, I should have been my phone. Oh, you're good. My apologies. But we, we do the consultation where we will provide a 30 to 60 minute consultation with the homeowner, provide them with the tax forms to claim the solar, and then also give them the opportunity to understand how that solar is going to affect their tax liability and their tax return when they go to file. Now, what needs to be done 
I, I think there does need to be a training, like a general tax credit training for companies. Again, a service that I offer if they want me to come in and do a tax credit training for them. Um, but, but then again, I think that's just a tool that you need to keep in your bag, not a tool that sales reps need to use. I think if you go too deep into that with the wrong person, um, it could complicate the sale and you could potentially lose that sale. Mm -hmm. Some yeah. homeowners, it's, it's a simple explanation of, hey, because you're doing something that the government wants you to do, they are going to give you a tax credit that's going to help you save even more money by going solar. Um, if you have questions, let me know. Otherwise, here's a simple form that kind of explains how that works. And then move on with the sale. Like that's uh, that was 10 seconds. That's all it needs to be. And you still capture the sale. Whereas other people, you know, those who are maybe um, your accountants, your financial advisors, your engineers, someone who's a little bit more like in-depth with some of the numbers and the facts, you, you need to be able to pull that tool out of your tool chest and say, look, here's how this works here are the facts so that you can make an educated decision, you know, but you can't give that or you can't have that conversation if you don't have that tool in your tool chest. Mm -hmm. to and I would, I would argue that less than 10% of industry experts, experts, high level experts, um, don't know how to effectively communicate how the tax credit works. No, yeah. It's like, dude, if you're not in taxes, it's, uh, you know, when I was selling solar, it's like, you know, sometimes that was hard to explain, especially, like I said, in different situations. It's like, yeah. I either, you don't know, like, basically, we're just trained on, okay, this this is the pitch, basically, for taxes. Yeah. But we don't know all the caveats. So then all of a sudden, you run into a different situation, and you're like, do I want to get the sell, or do I want to complicate it? Oh, let me call my manager, actually. Um, so I, I like your explanation of you know, basically we're doing something good for the homeowner, for the environment, saving, if you're saving them money, helping the environment and you're not lying to them, but you're like, Hey, you know, maybe that's what we need to have is just, yeah, a pamphlet or a little yeah. flyer just to explain it. And like you said, for 10 seconds, you said you're doing something good for the government or you're doing something good for the environment. The government's going to help you out with it, with the tax credit here if you want to learn more here but you know we're gonna go on with it like i think that's yeah what a lot of reps are doing and i think that is the right case or else people won't go solar because it'll be overcomplicated. So yeah i yeah. love that that answer um dude yeah the tax credit that's it's always a fun one um yeah i, I want to see yeah your training i think i think every company needs to implement that at least so the yeah. reps can have that you know, tool. Um, cool, dude. So yeah, you know, going away, I guess, from like the business side of taxes and everything, I know we were chatting before and some, you know, just around the industry, we've just been seeing some reps have been getting hit with uh, audits, which, <laughs> you know, it's, I, you, I, I don't see this as much. You see it probably way more as a tax oh. guy, but, um, you know, take us through just what you're seeing with that, with the reps in the industry. I, I think it comes from two parts. It's unfortunate. Um, an audit is not fun. I, I like, I don't like an audit. Right. And I do this for a living, but I, I think an audit uh, kind of gauges the effectiveness of the tax planning that is done for the client and uh, how that tax plan is um, 
being implemented or the integration of that tax plan and the effectiveness of the integration of that tax plan. So yeah, over the course of the past couple of weeks, I've seen quite a bit of individuals, you know, coming out and saying, hey, I got audited or, you know, unfortunately they might've worked with someone who uh, didn't have the capacities to be able to effectively help them through an audit. And, and that's unfortunate as well. Um, but I think a lot of it stems from uh, just kind of the mentality of the door-to-door -door space, to be honest with you. Um, a lot of guys are really good at going and working really hard and making a good amount of money, um, but not necessarily understanding or knowing what's going on with that money in the background, you know, how much money they're really making or how much money they're really spending. Um, very few individuals in the door-to-door -door space who are making over $200,000 actually pay someone to do bookkeeping for them, even though they're running uh, all of their income and expenses through a business, which is how it should be done. They, they should be utilizing a business. Um, however, my thought process on that is, you know, everyone always talks about the Facebooks and the Amazons and the Apples, you know, or US or excuse me, UPS that didn't pay any federal taxes in 2018, 19 and 2020. Well, how did they do that? Well, the, the tax code, you know, taxes won't make you wealthy. It'll be your life's largest expense if you do it, if you do it wrong, but the tax code can make you wealthy. You know, the, the more money that you don't give away is more money that you keep which just increases your wealth naturally. And so I, I think if more people understood that in order to get the benefits of what the big dogs get, you have to do what the big dogs do. You know, you can't just get your, you know, if you want your cake, you have to eat it too. And that's kind of the whole mentality behind this is if you, if you really want to effectively pay fewer, fewer taxes, then busy man, busy man. it's, that's my wife. Okay, I was going to say, dude, if it's your wife, yeah, that's fine. But if, if you really want to do that, then you have to do what the big dogs do. You have to be keeping track of your accounting records. You have to be paying yourself an appropriate amount through through a, through a compensation, through a payroll. Um, you've got to keep track of your ledgers, you know, and it's just easier to be able to pay someone to do that than try and do it yourself or figure it out on QuickBooks. So I, I think, you know, what what can people do to eliminate that risk or what can people do to reduce that risk? Well, one, pay someone to do it. If, if that's not what you're good at and you're good at selling, pay someone to do it. You know, there are companies that will, that will pay you to, or that, that you can pay to do it for far, far less expensive than what you could probably take the time to do it yourself. Um, and I think that also comes to play with, I, in fact, I was doing a podcast maybe three weeks ago for a real estate investing school that I advise for. And the conversation kind of came up about a tax return and, and the guy who was doing the podcast, he's like, I just feel like I talk with my tax accountant once a year. We sit down with to Brody. finally. Hey, yeah, it is with Brody's real estate investment. Yeah, Brody, yeah, um, it wasn't Brody. I do Brody's taxes and our oh, relationship is okay. a little bit different. The person doing, yeah, the person that was hosting that episode of the podcast was like, I just talk with my tax accountant once a year. It's a it's a transactional relationship. Um, but what what can I do to... Like, what can I do to increase my savings? Or And your tax return is a byproduct of the planning you do during the year. Mm -hmm. You know, so a lot of people will say, hey, you know, what can I do to reduce my tax bill? But they'll ask that question in the tax meeting. It's like, no, you got to be asking those questions during the year. 
You got to have some touch points with your accountant. You got to be proactive. You got to be doing things during the year. And as you do those things during the year, you're going to be able to better set yourself up so that if you get audited, I'm not saying that doing some of those things is not going to like prevent you from getting an audit, but when you get audited, you'll be better prepared with the documentation to make that audit as smooth as, as possible. Even if you have a crappy auditor who just says, okay, great. You know, that's, that's all the information I needed. Nothing that we need to do to change that. Um, and we're all done. Like it, it, it can be that simple. Well, and yeah, like exactly what you're saying, you know, I feel like reps, what happens in door to door reps are making a ton of, or making pretty good money, but you know, I don't know if you agree with me on this, but I think there comes just a threshold where it's like, okay, you need to start getting someone to do your, doing your bookkeeping, start to tax, you know, prepping. And I think a lot of reps, once they get to that point, they don't know where to look. They don't know what to do. And I think that's just the biggest problem. It's like, Hey, I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing unless someone comes along and tells me what to do. And I feel like that's, what's going on. So, you know, what are some places, you know, I know you, of course you guys are like, if I'm a rep, I need bookkeeping. I want tax advising. Where, where do I go? I, so here's kind of some, here's what I would say. If, if you're, if you're a sales rep making under $50,000, um, I would even say $75,000, you, you need to be disciplined enough to do your own income and expense report on a Google sheet or an Excel spreadsheet. Um, unfortunately, our education system does all of us a major disservice and the majority of individuals don't know how to keep track of a simple budget. Like take away the fact that you're operating a business now, you don't know how to effectively manage your own personal budget. The, the, you know, and that that's the hard truth. So if you're making under $75,000 as a rep, you need to be doing your own income and expense report so that you understand how much money you're making, where you're spending your money and what, what is going on with your finances. Um, if you're making 75 to $150,000, get a cheaper version of, uh, of Oracle NetSuite of Google, or excuse me, of QuickBooks, um, you know, a, a self-employed version that's maybe $20 a month to help you kind of systematize uh, the organization of your financials. Um, it will look prettier. It's easier to keep track of. Uh, but I would still recommend that you do that on your own. If you are making over $150,000 a year, pay someone to do it for you. Like our, our cost starts at $250 a month to run your books for you every month on the most simple form so that you don't have to take care of it. If you're making over $150,000, $2,000 for decent accounting work is not that much money. It, it really isn't, you know, at least to be organized, to make sure that you have all the proper documentation for that event of an audit. Um, like that, that is, is, is key, right? And as you increase in income, you're going to want a little bit, maybe more hands-on financial service, maybe a, a quarterly accounting call to just review um, where all your money's going. Maybe you'll want a monthly financial call if you've got rental properties or you've got X amount of dollars in crypto that you just kind of want to maintain and make sure, you know, to see what that's going through. But but if you're making over $150,000, you need to be paying someone to be doing your bookkeeping and maybe even help you manage your payroll so that for compliance reasons, you're you're okay in the event that you do get on. Dude, that's huge. I don't think I've 
you know, been door to door for a while and I don't think anyone's explained it like that. And I think it's should be that simple. Yeah. Um, you know, as reps come into the industry, dude, we're just gonna be like, hey, go to this episode, listen to what Brady has to say, yeah. and just follow that. Like that should be standard because it's funny, reps just a lot of times it's these reps that have never like, you know, and that's why I love the industry. It's reps that have built their way up making good money. So by the time they're making good money, they they don't know what to do because yeah. they haven't been around that, you know, and that's and just the fact of it. Odds are their parents never made that much money. Odds are their grandparents never made that much money. Yeah. And so to come into that and not have the the foundation for what you should be doing can can be detrimental. And I've seen some I've seen some pretty horrific things go on just because people, you know, I, I, they call that the golden handcuffs, or at least that's what I refer to the golden handcuffs is you make a bunch of money, you spend all that money. So you have to go knock because you know that there's not another opportunity like it. So I I think you're spot on. No, it's, it's true. So that's why I think this education, you know, it's just the high level where to go and like at what situations in your life you should go. I think it's huge for, for any rep, but yeah, door-to-door reps, especially. Um, dude, this has been huge. I think we've covered, dude, amazing topics, you know, with the new tax bill, proposed yeah. tax, or sorry, the new proposed bill um, that we've been talking about, solar tax credit, rep taxes, you know, with their S-corps and whatnot. Um, dude, tons of value. So I'm, I'm super glad that we got you on the podcast um i know you're a busy guy doing all the taxes and door-to-door dude <laughs> um so yeah any last uh thoughts that you want to give uh give the listeners on advice any last tips i i can't think of any i you know i i've always said that you know i'll be paid, paid in direct proportion to the value that i bring and i hope to continue to bring that value i just think that you know there, there's information out there I, I don't know it all. I'm still learning. Um, I know a lot, but I'm still learning a lot, you know, and I think that's how everyone needs to be. But again, I would just, you know, say that your your tax return is a byproduct of the planning that you do during the year. It is a living product. It is something that we can change. We can amend. We can do different things too, to, to continue to help you pay fewer taxes. The solar tax credit plays a very vital role for a lot of people in reducing that tax bill at the end of the year. Um, but if people want any information, if they want me to come do a training, if they want me to come do a tax strategy training for their sales team, um, I've got a team of, you know, maybe some real estate investors or uh, some financial advisors who can come in with me and, and help provide some of those trainings to it. I'd be more than happy to set that up with you and your teams if, if you guys are interested. Cool. How do people reach out to you, man? I mean, we'll put it in the bios and the podcasts and YouTube and whatever. Yeah. But. Um, the the easiest way is either through Instagram. You can send me a message. My Instagram handles at the Brady Slack, um, or you can send me an email. My in, my email is Brady at High Country Finance H I G H Country Th- Those would be the two easiest ways to to reach out. Cool. I mean, I people need to. So you know, let's standardize your training too um, on tax credit. That needs to be just a industry standard for solar as well. Um, so let's chat about that, but David Brady, thanks for coming on, man. Um, and providing all this value. So thanks, man. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on Austin.